live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Snap spot. Joseph. Right-footed kick. It is... Good! And the Minnesota Vikings have completed the greatest comeback in the history of the National Football League. Picked off! It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins! He's running it back along the right sideline! That is going to be a touchdown! The Jags are going to win it. Are you kidding me? How good is that? Mahomes hands it off to McKinnon, trying to dart left. 25-20, downfield block. 10-5, touchdown! Kansas City! Terrific run by Jarek McKinnon. Pitches it backwards, and now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. And a step forward. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. He scores! Oh my goodness! I can't believe what I just saw! Again! I can't believe what I just saw! On the first night of Hanukkah! It's a miracle in Las Vegas! Did you watch that video of Andres Cantor yesterday, TJ? I did not, no. There is video of him making that call. Uh Uh-huh. Argentinian descent. Uh, He's the guy who you've heard your whole life that yells goal and holds it out forever. Right. Maybe worldwide the most famous play-by-play broadcaster on the planet. Um, I think you're knocking yourself down a peg, but go ahead. I mean, we're one and two. It's up to who you know. It's up to who you ask, TJ. You know what I mean? But he's of Argentinian descent, and he's overcome with emotion. That you got to find the video. He's crying as he's calling. I mean, this is this is a professional of professionals. You know, this guy has. This is not some some kid fresh out of college whose team just won the conference title and they're screaming at the top of their, their lungs. You know, this is this is uh, Andres Cantor, and he's overcome with emotion at Argentina winning the World Cup, and he's crying as he's calling it, and he's hugging his color guy, and his color guy's crying, and he just keeps saying over and over and again. Argentina champion of the world, Argentina champion of the world. It's really awesome. Uh, not, I'm not talking about the video that's you can hear his voice over 
the highlight. I'm talking about the it's camera. It's Pizza Hut in the booth. Yes. It's facing <laughs> him. <laughs> it's really it's really great. Really, really great. All right, hour two, T-Row in the morning show on a Monday, December 19. Toby and TJ back with you, A1 and Turkey Bacon. I'm live in Charlotte, North Carolina today here with the Sooner men's basketball team for the first ever Jumpman Invitational. Uh, so here's how this thing's going to work, Teach. Nothing today, but uh, some sort of an event tonight for the teams. I think, you know, the, the scuttlebutt is that MJ's going to be there. I think it's the whole reason we're here because the Jumpman organization, you know, Air Jordan is run out of Oregon. It's over there on the Nike campus in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So the only reason to hold this thing in Charlotte is because of Michael Jordan, right? So I think the assumption is that Mike's involved in this and will be at this thing tonight for the teams. At least there's going to be a lot of disappointment, I know, if he's not. So hopefully uh, the guys will get to to meet I think pretty widely regarded as the second greatest basketball player of all time tonight, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Shut up. I don't think Reggie's going to be here. That would be really cool. But we'll see. Maybe Reggie will show up too. Um, And then tomorrow, the first two games. So this is a two-night event. There is a men's game and a women's game each night. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, you will have the North Carolina and Michigan women playing each other, 6 o'clock Central Time. And then the Oklahoma and Florida men will play each other at 8.30. Then the next day on Wednesday, reverse, the North Carolina-Michigan men will play at 6 o'clock, followed by the Oklahoma and Florida women at 8.30. It's a, as of now, TJ, three-year event Next year, they rotate. Uh, I've heard, I, I don't know this to be a fact, but I've heard, uh, I think it was Coach Moser that said it, that next year we get Michigan, and then the next year we get North Carolina. So Sweet. this year, Florida, next year, Michigan, the next year, Carolina. We'll see if it can it continues beyond that. There are more and more... Jordan teams popping up out there, not all of them have, like, football teams attached. Not all of them have women's teams attached. But I know UCLA now, I think, is full-on jump man. I think the Houston men at least are. I'm not sure about the women. Marquette, Georgetown. Uh, There are some other Air Jordan schools out there. These... I think are four of the five that are all like uh, football and men's and women's basketball. I think I think UCLA is football too, though. I'm not 100% sure about that. But anyway, these are kind of the four OGs of uh, Jumpman. So uh, this will be a cool thing, really cool event. It was kind of Joe, Joe C.'s brainchild, and they've brought it to life this year. And we'll See, I have also heard, TJ, that – I think this is public knowledge that this is the last year of the Big 12 SEC challenge that we've had for uh, several years. Oklahoma will play Alabama in late January in that event. But that the SEC is planning on 
starting something with the ACC either next year or soon once the Big 12 thing ends, which will be really cool, Teach, because we were talk, thinking about it at dinner last night. Oklahoma hasn't played hardly any ACC teams at all. I was my, my original thought was, have we been to very many ACC gymnasiums, like road games at ACC opponents? Then we got to thinking about it and kind of looking it up. Like, not only have they not been there, they, have, they have, haven't played at all anywhere. Hardly any ACC teams in basketball in the last decade. Hmm, they played um, uh, Clemson in Orlando several years ago in one of those Thanksgiving tournaments. All right. And they played, let's see, that we found one other one. Um, oh, gosh, what was the other one that we found? Uh, oh, man. TJ, what's the other? There was one other uh, kind of a neutral site game that, uh, oh, Notre Dame. They played Notre Dame in Madison Square Garden. A few years back. You remember that? Oh, that's right. That was Three, the Spangler years game, right? No, no, that was after Spangler. Uh, I remember OU won. Uh, I th- think that was when Austin was here. Okay. I, I think it was three or four years ago. Um, my, you know, this time, all it, it might have been longer than that, but it feels like three or four years ago. I think uh, Trevor was on that trip, my son, so it would have been during his – so it would have been within gotcha. the last three or yeah. four years. Yeah. Um, and I, that's it. Like, uh, no North Carolina, no Duke, no NC State. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. Texter says Virginia in the NCAA tournament. Yes, true. What year was that? <sighs> that would have been in that was... South Carolina. That would have oh. been... Three or four years ago. I was going to say four or five, yeah. Good job, Texter. Forgot about that one. Good one. Georgia Tech, no. Uh, Louisville, no. Virginia, Virginia Tech, other than the one that was pointed out. Boston College, Syracuse. I mean, we just uh, the point is this. Very few games against ACC teams. And so an SEC, which, TJ, I don't know if you've heard, OU's going to the SEC soon. An SEC-ACC showdown would be really cool. Like, that conference would be a really cool conference to kind of, you know, maybe maybe you get a draw with a Duke or a Carolina, right? Or really anybody over there would be new and exciting. NC State, Louisville, be fun. So, anyway, that that's another rumor that's out there as to uh, possible future sooner scheduling once they jump into the new league. It's going to be really wild. The first year that OU's in the SEC, TJ, in all sports, and we get the schedules, are going to be really bizarre. Just the names on the schedule. Right. It's going to be really weird. Bizarre, fun. Exciting. Exciting, yeah. 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 Uh, Florida, a lot of similarities to OU. Talking men here. They are 7-4. and Oklahoma's 8-3. We'll talk more about this game tomorrow. DJ, the new 
play-by-play voice of the Florida Gators, they just hired a new guy this year, is Sean Kelly. Uh, Some fans out there listening may remember that Sean Kelly was the uh, Hornets, the New Orleans Hornets, play-by-play voice when they were in Oklahoma City following Katrina. And Sean Kelly, great guy. Uh, It was Sean Kelly and Jerry Valancourt, if you remember, was their broadcast team. And Sean followed the Hornets back to New Orleans and then uh, left there and was been doing some national stuff. I don't know what all. And just this year got hired as the new voice of the Gators. And so Sean reached out last night, wanted to grab lunch on uh, Tuesday. And I'm going to try to get together with him. We're definitely going to have him on the show tomorrow morning for sure and uh, educate us up on Florida a little bit. But uh, seven and four season so far. They've got a big man, Colin Castleton, who's a really nice player. We've seen these guys several times in recent years. Oklahoma's been matched up against Florida in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and they also played them last year in Norman as just a straight-up non-conference game that Lon Kruger had scheduled against one of his former teams. They shoot it really well from three-point range, like Oklahoma does. Uh, They are a, you know, like plus 2.7 rebound margin. OU's like plus 2.9. I mean, there's just a lot of similar stats between these two teams. So I think it's going to be little bit of a coin flip game. There is a guy on their team, uh, Kyle Lofton, who was at St. Bonaventure last year. St. Bonaventure knocked OU out of the NIT. Kyle Lofton was on that St. Bonaventure team. Now he's at Florida. If I remember correctly, he is like a nephew of – uh, Kenny Lofton, remember Kenny Lofton, TJ, played baseball, baseball for the Atlanta Braves, was also on those Arizona basketball teams mm-hmm. back when they were mm-hmm. really good. Uh, he's related to Kenny somehow, but anyway, we'll talk more about Florida tomorrow, get you set for this matchup. I feel like it's an important game, TJ. I feel like that uh, it has been a good non-con, right? They got the... Championship down in Orlando, that's good. Uh, But they have one bad loss in there. Kind of bad. In name, it's bad. It's not statistically hurting them that much because Sam Houston, it turns out, is a pretty good team. But it doesn't look good. And then they've had these two marquee games the last two Saturdays that they've been in but haven't found a way to win. So it's been a good, not great non-con so far. Eight and three record. They are, uh, you know, they're sitting in an okay spot as far as making it to an NCAA tournament. This game, in my mind, kind of determines uh, whether whether it was a positive or negative for you. You know, you go beat a Florida and – you add that to the championship in Orlando where you got some nice wins there, Seton Hall, Ole Miss, Nebraska, and you're 9-3 and three going into conference play. Probably your net ranking is in the top 50, maybe top 45, something like that. Okay, 
All right, that's that's okay. Where you need to be. Yeah. You lose this game. You've lost your kind of your last three marquee games, and I feel like maybe you're limping a little bit into conference play. Agree? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, this one kind of to me replaces that Villanova one if you get it. So um, that's the one I look back on and say that's even on the road in that environment they should have won that game. So I think it's an important game. I, I think there are people still trying to determine if this team is a tournament team or not, and I think that sure. they are. And so I think this would go a long way in helping that, and then take you into like you said, you go into conference play feeling pretty good about yourself. We'll give you a full OU Florida pregame breakdown on tomorrow's show. Break time here. We'll be back in Charlotte. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the $8.99 listing fee. Same service as any other realtor out there. Terry just does it for a lot less, saving you thousands of dollars, putting that money in your pocket. Don't believe it? Call and ask him. He'll tell you how it works. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Signing day is Wednesday. Thune should be on the air all day. We want Thune. I got bad news for you. Parker Thune is taking vacation Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yep. He will... Be on Wednesday occasionally, so he'll do drop-ins and shows. So uh, I'm going to uh, let you know, Toby. If you would like Parker, just let him know yep. what time, and uh, he'll jump in. So he's just going to uh, jump in and out of shows, uh, but he's on vacation, people, I want him at on signing day. 6.30, 7.30, and 8.30 on Wednesday, please. 6.30, 7.30, and 8.30. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can make that happen. How about 7.30 and 8.30? Uh, I think we can make that work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he'll be on, uh, but it'll be like that. It'll be throughout the day, uh, jumping in and out of different shows, and he'll be traveling around. I think he's up in the Kansas City area on that day, covering uh, guys in that area and stuff. So Santa um, baby, he'll be on uh, periodically throughout the entire day. Yes. Uh, let's see here if I can get these texts to open. If you thought the fight was good in Yellowstone, wait until you see last night's... Oh, don't, don't. I'm not... I I saw a spoiler there. I'm not caught up, jerk store. Yellowstone? Yeah. There's another Yellowstone fight? Uh, Apparently last night. Yeah. Okay. So. Those guys get in a lot of fights, don't they? Well. Gracious. They are tough cowboys, you know. Yep. That's exactly what they are. Bar fights. Fights out in the front yard at dinner time. Uh, bunkhouse brawls. They need to work on sitting down and talking it out. They need to work on just, you know, good old rational conversation. That, that's what they need to work on. Thune gets vacation on one of the busiest days of his recruiting coverage. Blasphemy! I don't know if I would include that day as vacation because he's going to be doing things throughout the day. He just won't be on from 12 to 3. It so. is... I will agree with the texter. It is uh, interesting. It's partly it's an interesting because day. Um, it's not like I said. It's not classified as vacation. He has other job responsibilities for two four seven. I should say, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he'll be on. He'll be on. It'll just be different in a different form. 
Brandon Drum's busy too, so we're not giving you Brandon Drum either. You'll have to depend on Mike Steely for your recruiting coverage on uh, noon. Well, what is there? I mean, let's be honest. There's like two or three mysteries. We'll figure them out together. It's not going to get biased, folks. Like you recruiting geeks need to calm down. It's not hard to find this information out. All right. Well, we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we're not going to ignore it. Nerds. We may already know. By the possibility, then you mean? no. I mean, there's a possibility. Maybe some things have already been shot for Wednesday, and oh, I got things you. have been said, and maybe, maybe some people already know there what's going to happen. Breaking news, people! Breaking news. Uh, I don't know if this is referring to Parker or not, but it just says. Uh, last one here says, uh, guys, they need this Florida game, but I am still excited about this team. I like the way they're coming together. So there we go. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot to like about this team. And I am very interested to see where they fit in the Big 12 Conference. Kansas looks like a juggernaut right now. I mean, they're just rolling people. Um. Everybody else I've watched, and at times I've been impressed, and at times I've thought, well, they're beatable. So I don't. I, I would say the exact same thing about Oklahoma. So I, it's going to be another knockdown drag out to try to win every night in the Big 12. And so it's going to be fun. How about Jacob on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Boy, he was Great. good. He was really good. I think he can give them more. I mm-hmm. mean, I you know, not 26 a game, but I think he can give them more. Um he, at his size, is a tough cover because he can obviously step out and hit threes. He's gotten better at kind of working his way down into the blocks if he gets a little guy on him, posting him up. He can drive it a little bit. So there's a another source of scoring that can be better tapped into, I think. He is their third leading scorer right now, but I think he can still give them another three or four points a game. Yeah, I thought they played – Great basketball on Saturday. There was a point in the second half to where I thought, oh, no, don't let this team back into this to make it a, a grind at the end of the game. Um, they kind of let them uh, go on a little bit of a run there yep. for just a for just a minute or so. They couple got of minutes, back within like 15, 15 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 15, and you thought, oh, man, you could have pulled this away to 30 points and, you know, and they let it, and then they pulled it back out and, and, and kind of got things together. So shot the ball it's incredibly well. It's a good shooting team, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is consistently now they're over 50% from the field on the season. They were uh, number 13 in the country going into Saturday. I don't know where they are now, but in field goal percentage. They shot 60% Saturday, so that's gone up, I'm sure. They have shot over 40% from three-point range now in seven straight games. Uh, they hit half of their threes on Saturday. I think they were nine of eighteen. So I, it's just a it's a good shooting team. They execute at a high level on the offensive end. I think that defensively they are not yet where Porter wants them to be, where he's used to his teams being. So that'll be the question. Big Twelve play is can they can they get better at stopping people? You know, they got a couple of guys who they rely on to score. 
who aren't great individual defenders in Sherfield and Tanner Groves. So you got to help those guys out a little bit, but you can't take them off the court. You know, definitely can't take Sherfield off the court. Um, but no, nah, I mean they can they can score the basketball, they can shoot it. I mean, yeah, I think there's some things to like. Were you there Saturday? No, I was in Tyler, but I watched. Uh, oh, that's right. Watched yeah. from Tyler, yeah. Okay. Which at one point my uh, father-in-law said, "Hey." You need to turn the TV on and watch it because I was watching it on the phone. I said, it's an app. You have to watch it on the phone. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. What else? Give me one or two more and we'll go to break. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we can get Steely to call the recruits personally. He's uh, easily persuaded, LOL. Uh, Steely does like to call the schools, but that's mm-hmm. n- normally to ask how to pronounce a guy's name. Um, now that was... T- no, that was to the Caleb being on the Heisman commercial. Oh, oh, I see the previous text. We have now have Caleb in the Heisman commercials. Is he already on one? I haven't Nissan seen Nissan Heisman House. Yeah, I haven't seen if he's on. I haven't the Heisman seen it either. House. Yeah, I haven't wow, seen it that's quick, man. They already have him in one. Yeah, they don't mess around at that Heisman House. Is he? Um, does he have the biggest closet in the Heisman House? Is that what the uh, commercials about? I hope it's like somebody painting his nails. That'd be great. <laughs> like Tebow's painting his nails for him or something. Uh, last one I got here it says uh, Brazilian Sooner says congrats to Messi and Argentina. Can't waste. Can't wait for us to host the next cup. Ah, it's gonna be a long four years waiting for that. That is gonna be fantastic. So cool. You going down yeah. to Jerry World? I mean, I hope I, it's in Kansas City too. So that would be the two easiest venues to get to. I, I mean, I hope so. I, 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 I can't imagine it coming around and not trying the hardest to get to a World Cup game, even if it doesn't involve the United States. You just can't miss an opportunity like this to experience it. So, yeah, that's the plan. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. That's right. What are we, uh, six days away? That's right. It is crunch time at the North Pole, Teach. Game week. Santa's got a press conference tomorrow, I believe, at 11 a.m. Drake Dyken will be running that. All right, I got some things to notify you about. One, Bowl Mania is underway. Uh, I've gotten every game right so far except for the four that I've missed. Uh, Five and four records so far for this guy. I've gone through, TJ, and tried to look up, like, our hosts and everything to see how we're doing. So far, it looks to me like – well, let me give the top ten, just of our listeners here. First, top ten. Slappy Burgers picks one. Is in the lead right now with 228 <laughs> points. That is Eddie Jocelyn. Blake Lee in second place at 213. March Madness champion Corey Jones in third place at 211. Self-declared as far as I know. Steve B in BA in fourth place with 207. Minister of Pain Paul Munding in fifth place at 206. Tied with... Softball water hauler, Jeremy Rector. 
Mark Pointer, his team's called Summits, in seventh place at 204. Mark Weldon in eighth place at 201. Brandon Blakeney in ninth place at 197. And Rick Miskey in tenth place at 196. Congratulations to you guys. Right now you're out there uh, setting the pace for all of us. Now, I uh, we got like 29 pages of picks here, TJ. We ended up with uh, 851 people in our group. Second largest private group in the nation. Almost, We almost chased down number one, that by the way. It. Casey Vineyard, our owner, as far as I can tell, kind of among the stationites in the lead right now in 33rd place. Now, nice. you correct me if I'm wrong on some of these or if you found some I haven't. I've been trying to find my kid for three days, and I, I found your find kid. Oh, okay. I can't find you. Okay, I, I'm on uh... – I'm what doing very well. I just don't change the uh, confidence level. So what page I'm, are you on? I am on. Oh, I'm in 421st place. I have 38 oh, I points. I see. You. I see. Yeah. You. Okay. Uh, Tyler McComas is the second highest. Is the highest ranking host I can find in 78th place right now. The other boss, Brian Vineyard, is at 98th place. Trevor LaFoon, 172nd place. Chris Plank, who I think was the highest finishing host last year, mm-hmm. in 280th place right now. Remember, this is out of 851 people. Then I I think I'm next. I'm right now in 314th place. TJ, I've got you in 421st. So you're right in the middle of the pack. And the chairman is right behind you. In 448th place. Okay, now I can try to find him. 448 is what I've got for the chairman. Uh, let me see if I can help you out with the page. I don't that know what page, page that is. 16. I think that's him. Let me see here. 448th place is what I have for the chairman. <laughs> yep, Bronx Perry. Also known as ESPN fan one three nine 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 two five eight six seven. That's why I I've been looking for the chairman because he had two accounts. He must have just put it in under that Bronx account. So all right, I'm with you. Is now. there so? There's a second Bronx team out there somewhere. I think he only filled out the one. So okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, any of the bowl games catch your eye, or did you watch any of them so far? Oh, they were on on the TV on Saturday. Um. I don't even remember which ones I was watching because I had I was honestly watching the basketball game on my phone. I mean they were on, but I wasn't paying too much attention to them. And then yesterday we were traveling all day, so um, had them on on Saturday, but nothing that was like blowing me away. Nothing blew you away. Nothing blew my socks off or anything. We were watching some of that Jackson State. And... How about Florida kicking a field goal down thirty nothing? Oh, I did see that. That's the game we were watching. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I laughed about uh, the fans celebrating in the stands, and when he starts swinging his towel, I'm like, he just—he's <laughs> like, yes, we didn't get shut out. Yeah, that was. The, I was trying to remember what game we were watching. That was it. That was it. I guess they haven't been shut out in like 400 straight games or something. <laughs> right. So Billy Napier was like, eh, we ain't getting shut out at least. <laughs> Florida just, uh, I mean, they're all about the bowl games. Obviously uh, sent their scout team out there. 30-3, to Oregon State beat the Gators in the Las Vegas Bowl. 
Louisville over Cincinnati. That was a fun game. The Fenway Bowl. That's the Scott Satterfield Bowl. Louisville, his former team, beating his new team 24-7. Fresno State in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl all over Washington State 29-6. In the Linding Tree Bowl, Southern Miss beat Rice 38-24. The New Mexico Bowl was entertaining, Teach. That was a night game. BYU over SMU 24-23. Tanner Mordecai led the Mustangs down the field. Uh, got the touchdown to get him within one, and then they went for two and the win, and Mordecai ran it himself and didn't get in. So BYU won it. Boise State late-night game over North Texas. That was a good game in the Frisco Bowl, 35-32. There is one bowl game today. It is an afternoon game, a 1.30 start, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Hey, that's not too far from here, TJ. Conway, South Carolina. Maybe I'll go up there and watch oh, the I, I thought you meant, Beach Bowl. I'm, I'm thinking Oklahoma when you say that. I was like, what? It's pretty far. No, well, I mean, I'm in Charlotte. Yeah, right no, I, I get where you're at. Yeah, I get that now. I'm with you um, Marshall and Connecticut. Marshall and Yukon playing today, 1.30 in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Marshall, a heavy favorite in this one. Um... Let me see if we got – when is the first Big 12 team in action? Not tomorrow. Thursday. Baylor and Air Force will play on Thursday night in the Armed Forces Bowl. Baylor will be the first – the preseason Big 12 champion, TJ. The preseason pick to be the Big 12 champion will play the first bowl game on December 22nd. So, there you go. There's your update on Bowl Mania. Uh, TJ, who's our sponsor of Bowl Mania? Sorry, I was answering the phone. Grayson was thanking us for the birthday shout-out the other day. Yep. Uh, happy birthday, Grayson. She got to meet Patty Gasso the other night. She had a big-time birthday. That. Uh, the Falls at Brookhaven is our uh, Bowl Mania Pick'em Contest. Two- and three-bedroom apartment, spacious floor plans, well-maintained, calm atmosphere, plush carpet, Toby. Plush. I love a good plush carpet. Uh, sleek, stainless steel appliances. In a large resort light pool, two dog parts, uh, the falls at Brookhaven.com or call for a tour, 405-701-8233. Coming up, uh, before we leave the airwaves today, TJ, I do have a movie review for you today. I need a Christmas movie review for you today. And two-thirds of another one. Two-thirds two of another one. <laughs> I have one and two-thirds movie reviews for you today. So stick around for that. Right now, though, it's break time. It is, let's see, what time we got? It is 8.46 in the Eastern Time Zone here in Charlotte. 7.46 back in the heartland of America. We'll be back here on the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Oh, welcome back. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Check them out online, saxonrealtygroup.com, home of the $8.99 listing fee. Shout out to Longhorn Steve. He is a Longhorn, but he's a uh, big-time listener to the show. Get out of here, Steve. Happy 74th birthday oh, okay. today to Happy Longhorn birthday, Steve. Steve. Uh, Steve, it's not too late to change your, your life. celebrating. <laughs> Oh, man. Imagine being a Texas fan for 74 years, TJ. 
Uh, it's got to be draining on you. Yeah. What a life. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Longhorn. He's probably Steve. younger than that. It's just the fact that he is a Texas fan. He looks that much older. So, yeah. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, I was just saying we have to get ready for it. Okay, so Caleb's not in the... You are very confusing today with your <laughs> Caleb text, uh, Mr. Texter, or Mrs. Texter. Um, yes, we do have to get ready for it. It'll be sometime right. next September, August, late August, that we finally see it. Um, but unfortunately, he will be in the house. All right, I'm preparing myself. Hopefully, there is a front yard incident between Baker and Caleb, much like Summer and Beth on Yellowstone. <laughs> With Baker playing the part of Beth Dutton. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my script right there. But, but the great great line, great line, was after the fight they see each other like the next morning, and Beth says, "How do you feel?" And she says, "Like I got hit by a truck." <laughs> yes. And she asks Beth, "How do you feel?" And she said. Like I got hit by a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler uh, sorry, alert. Uh, sorry yeah. if you hadn't seen that scene. Uh, whoa, this is a long text. Right. Arkansas fan here with some objective thoughts on the OU basketball team. Go ahead. OU is, far be- uh, is by far the best team that Arkansas has faced this year. Sherfield and Yuzon are deadly and difficult to control. Um, Godwin is going to be a beast down low, rebounding mm-hmm. and cleaning up around the basket. I expect OU to be in the thick of the Big 12 championship. The Groves brothers seem up and down depending on the flow of the game. Jacob Groves would be better served by shelving his investment and arguing and whining with, uh, with officials and just play. He is talented. I think you're talking about Tanner there, honestly. Yeah. Tanner complains a lot more than Jacob. I th- I in my opinion, yeah. But go ahead. Uh, he goes on about Jacob, says he is talented. Tanner needs to stop dribbling. He is not a ball handler. OU is good, all caps, and will beat Texas this month. I think they've got their groves mixed up there. I do, too. I, I agree yeah. with that, yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I think that's a dead-on text. Uh, the backcourt of Sherfield and Yuzan, formidable, exciting. I like both those guys a lot. Love the toughness that Godwin brings off the bench. Like when he's checking into the game, I get excited, you know, because he does things. I think that he's very valuable. Uh, Tanner and Jacob are both, and sometimes on the same night, capable of being big time, right? I mean, the reason they're at Oklahoma is because of that Kansas game in the NCAA tournament when Tanner went for 35 and Jacob went for 23 (laughs) on the same day. So, and we've seen it. We've seen Tanner have monster games. We've seen Jacob have monster games like he did Saturday. We've seen games where they both combined for maybe 10 points, you know. So they're a little inconsistent exactly what you're going to get. Tanner battles foul trouble sometimes to stay on the floor. But they're both really good weapons. I wish they would be a little more consistent, but I like them both a lot. So I think the texter's pretty much dead on. If they could get – if they could get Bamasil, I really just feel like he's 
the secret piece to this team. Like, they're playing good basketball and winning some games without him doing much, but I feel like he's capable of being so much more. And I completely agree. Is it just a confidence thing with him? Like, what is, because you'll see flashes where it's like, man, like, he could really be – I agree. He's the, the, the key, the missing Here's piece. what I think it is. I don't think he's a very good defender. And so Porter, he'll get out there and he'll get beat and he'll come back out because if you can't defend, you're not going to stay on the floor. And because of that, I think on the offensive end, he's forcing it because he's like, I don't know how many possessions I'm going to be out here, so I better get some shots up. And mm-hmm. he's not – Right. He's not – he doesn't look comfortable. Uh, he, he's not – you know, there's a difference between when you know, like Sherfield knows, he misses two or three shots, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's still right. going to be out there. When well, you're a reserve, you don't know that. You go out there and you miss a couple of shots, and that might be it. That may be all you get that night. So until he gets to be a better defender – I don't know that he's going to get a ton of playing time, but I think that's what it is. I think that's a circulation issue. Um, He cut some circulation off rolling those shorts so tight and short. Yes. He probably needs to pull those down, and uh, everything may flow a little easier for him. He's got to get things like rolled over like 12 times (laughs) at the waistband. He does. Uh, Break time, top of the hour. We'll be back. I'm live in Charlotte today.